0: Can I say a prayer for our children? Let's pray together. Lord, so much potential that was displayed to us this morning in Christ. These young people, Lord, we ask that they would listen to what they're singing and that You would so impact their lives that they would follow You forever. And Lord, thank You for all the ones that work with them. I pray for their parents. I pray that, that they would see Jesus in their parents and that their parents would lead them to Christ. Thank You for all the faithful ones that work with our children, Pastor Trey and all those that work with them. I ask, Lord, that You would continue to hover over them and draw them close. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Excuse me. You know, I think if we were all honest this morning, and you might want to be in church, it's just a suggestion, you might want to be. I've never seen God do the lightning thing, but it, it could happen, you know, if it happened anywhere, it would happen if you're not honest in church. So, but if we were all honest this morning, I think many of us would admit that we're too busy. If you admit that this morning, you're not alone. Most Americans claim to be too busy. Many say they live lives that are cluttered and distracted. Not only because of work, although that is a big factor, but also because of the technology around us that never seems to turn off. I'm just too busy. Different surveys show that Americans claim to be so busy that 58% of them don't eat lunch. Too busy. Come election times, many Americans say, I'm too busy to vote. This one gets me. Many Americans say, I'm too busy even to floss. Apparently, this is not just an American problem. Because some Londoners claim to be too busy to brush their teeth. I just want to tell you that if that's true, you're way too busy. (laughs) Even children in China, many of them are too busy to play. And on and on and on it goes. Simply put, we are all, or many of us are, too busy. A new study released by the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention revealed that adults in America are not getting enough sleep. There were 20,000 adults surveyed, and of those surveyed, they found that only one out of three adults said that they got enough sleep every day in the past month. The CDC experts blamed late-night TV watching, Internet surfing, and stress from the fast pace of the day, along with other distractions. Simply put, we're too busy. Here's how one author put it. To allow oneself to be carried away by a multitude of conflicting concerns, to surrender to too many demands, to commit to too many projects, To want to help everyone in everything is simply to succumb to the violence of our times. This author calls busyness the violence of our times. He also says, frenzy destroys our inner capacity for peace. Could that be the peace that passes Understanding the peace of God. Two years ago, <coughs> there was a survey in Christianity Today entitled, <coughs> excuse me, Christians too busy to, per, to, to, um, too busy for God. Christians too busy for God. It was a five year study. 20,000 Christians from 139 different countries participated in this study. In the study, six out of ten Christians in this study said that it is often or always true that the busyness of life gets in the way of developing their relationship with God. Christian professionals that have the most struggle, according to this survey, are lawyers, for example. Seventy-two percent of them say they're too busy to get closer to God. Managers, sixty-seven percent of them. Nurses, sixty-six percent. Pastors, sixty-five percent of them say, I, I'm just too busy to develop my relationship with God. Teachers, 64% of them. Salespersons, 61%. Business owners, 61%. Housewives, 57%. The busyness of life gets in the way of developing their relationship with God. The head of this study, Dr. Michael Zigarelli, said that he thinks it is because of a vicious cycle prompted by cultural conformity. He says... It may be the case that Christians are assimilating to a culture of busyness, hurry, and overload, which leads to God becoming more marginalized in Christians' lives, which leads to a deteriorating relationship with God which leads to Christians becoming even more vulnerable to adopting secular assumptions about how to live life, which leads to more conformity to a culture of busyness, hurry, and overload. And the cycle keeps going. We're just too busy. Too busy, that is, to become the people that God has always intended us to be. Too busy to become those people that God can count on to spread the gospel to Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Answer me this, what is more important than all that? God has an answer for us this morning. God has an answer to this problem. Here is the solution to your busyness and mine this morning. It is found in an eight-word phrase in Psalm 46. Please turn with me to Psalm 46. The eight-word phrase is found in verse 10 of Psalm 46. Here it is. This is it. This is the answer to your busyness and mine as people of God. Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. See, God is calling His people to be still. Right in the midst of the loud, distracting, vicious cycle culture of our day. And we're all in the middle of it. Be still and know that I am God. Would you say that with me? Be still and know that I am God. Let's pray together. Father, all week I had a sense that this is it. This is one of those those key phrases in Your Word. This is one of those, those important messages from your mouth to our ears. So Lord, for us here in the 21st century, all that goes on around us, all the distractions, all the stuff in our lives, would you help us this morning to hear from you? And would you move us to where you need us to be? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, we're just going to spend time with these eight words, these, this phrase. But, but I, want to, I want to take time, it's just 11 verses, to read the entire psalm. They're great words. They're incredible words. In fact, the 46th psalm is what inspired Martin Luther to write that great hymn of the church, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Great words. Will you follow along as I read? Listen to these wonderful words. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Somebody say amen. amen. Therefore we will not fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roam and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, though the stock market falls, though the... Was I going to say the wrong people get elected? I don't know what that means. Whatever that means to some, though I lose my job, though I lose my house, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts His voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Somebody say Amen. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations He has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow or the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. Somebody say amen. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. Let's pick this phrase apart a little bit this morning for a few minutes. The first word in the phrase is be. Listen to Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed. In Leviticus chapter 11, God says, that's right, God says, be holy, for I am holy. Be transformed. Be holy. You see, there is a holy expectation from God that His people will offer their bodies as living sacrifices, their lives as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to Him on a daily basis. God, our Heavenly Father, longs for His people to be His people. Not just in name only, not just in identification now and then, but in character and lifestyle. What's in the book must be lived out in your life and mine. We are human beings. Be transformed. Be holy. We are to be the people of God. People who are around us for very long should have no trouble recognizing us as God's people because we act like it. One, that I, one of the things I was shocked about when I moved to Russia, lived there for 13 years, was that how many people in Russia knew how Christians were supposed to act according to the Bible? They didn't believe it necessarily, but they knew how Christians were supposed to act. I was in my office one day in Moscow, and one of these young ladies that was hanging around our office and had given her life to the Lord, brand new Christian, she came running in and said, I can't believe they did that. I said, what? I mean, this girl, this girl grew up in the communist house. She grew up as a young communist, went to communist camps, atheist, all this. We came to Russia, ran into her, and led her to the Lord. Just brand new Christian. Down the hall from our office was the office of another Christian organization. She was down there talking to them, and these Christians said to her, I want you to go down the hall, you know, down the hall where where those Nazarenes are, and I want you to grab a box of their hymn books. We can't afford to pay them, but just grab some and bring them over here when they're not looking. Now this young lady, who had nothing to do with God her entire life until she ran into some missionaries from America, it had nothing to do with it. How did she know? She came back to us and said, I didn't think it was supposed to be that way. You see, folks, we are to be the people of God. And I just have to say that that is very difficult for busy people. Busy people who are all trapped in the cultural vicious cycle of our day. It takes time to be. It takes special on-purpose time with God, a holy God, to be transformed, to be holy. I'm just too busy. (laughs) I'm one of those 65% pastors that's just too busy. How about you? The second word in the phrase, our eight-word phrase, is still. Be still. Now, to be still is to stop striving or to relax or to cease in Hebrew. It is a reminder to quit trying to fix all your problems and instead let God bear them with you. How about that? Quit trying to fix all our problems and let God bear our burdens for us. Just like Jesus carried the little girl. Be still. It means to let your arms just dangle at your side and be vulnerable to God. Stop all of this. Okay. Be still. It's it's taking a deep spiritual breath. And relax in his arms. That's hard to do for busy people. I'm, I'm just too busy. How about you? Be still. Carve out that quiet time with God. The amount of time is not the issue. Carving out time is the issue. It's that secret place we've been talking about for the past few weeks. That place, that special time to be with God. A time to take a deep breath and relax in Him. Brothers and sisters, let's just do this together, okay? Let's just do this.
1: It is going to
0: take some new thinking on our part. No worry, God's in the renewing of our minds business. God even wants to give you the mind of Christ. So no worry. But it's going to take a little tweaking up here in our minds on how we look at our relationship with God from here on out. We're going to have to look at our relationship with God in a whole new way. We're going to have to put renewed effort into this. Be still. Find that secret place. Make the effort to find the secret place and the secret time to, and be persistent until it happens. Don't give up. There's too much at stake now for us to give up. There's too much out there in Christ for us to experience to give up before we find the secret place. Allow God to renew our minds and prepare our hearts for what's to come. Be still. Does that sound as good to you as it does to me? Oh, be still. Be still. God waits for us in the stillness. Do you remember the prophet Elijah? Remember him? Remember that story? I want you to go home and read, uh, after the benediction, go home and read 1 Kings 18, a great passage of scripture about God being the victor through Elijah. He beat the daylights out of those prophets of Baal. I mean, he just beat them down and he just was excited. The people said, we're for you. Chapter 19. Do you know where Elijah is? He is running for his life. He ends up in a cave. He's depressed. He is afraid. He is gasping for breath after he has run all this way. He's hiding in a cave. He needed to hear from God. He needed God to come close to him. So he went out on the mountain to find God. He was standing there, and first, what came was a mighty wind. God was not there. The next thing as he was standing there was this, this earthquake. There was an earthquake all around, and God was not in that. Then came this all-consuming fire, or however that sounds. This all-consuming fire, God was not in it. And as He was standing there, there came this gentle whisper. It's called a still, small voice. God was there. That was God. You see, God is in the stillness. God waits for you and me in the stillness. Shh! Take a load off. Be still. God waits for you. God met the struggling prophet. The struggling prophet who was afraid and depressed right there in the stillness. And He wants to meet us there too. In that secret place. God is there. Find it. Be still the next significant word in our eight word phrase is no be still and no one of the amazing truths about the the almighty creator god you know all those great big words that we use to describe god that god wants to know you be still and no he wants to know you think about that i mean you're nobody i'm nobody but God, the Almighty God wants to know you. You're somebody to him. In fact, he doesn't even want he doesn't want to just know you. He makes himself known to you. Jesus said when he was on earth, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. You see, God did that. God wanted to reveal himself to the people. Jesus was Emmanuel, God with us. Someone said, Jesus was God with skin on. God did that. He wants to make Himself known to you and me. And He's constantly trying to do that today through His Word, through prayer, through dreams even, in variety of ways, through other people. God wants to make Himself known to you. But you see, That's hard for busy people. We must be still and know. God isn't hiding from you. We don't serve an aloof God. We have an ever present God that longs. I mean, He longs to wrap His arms around you, not in a shallow way, in a loving way. It's God grabbing you and holding you close. Be still. And no, Paul said, I want to know Christ. That's the attitude, Paul. I want to know Christ. That's the goal in our lives, to know Him. What's your goal? The rest of the phrase, our eight-word phrase, is that I am God. Be still and know. Know what? That I am God. People like us need to realize that He is God and we aren't. He's the ruler of our lives, and we aren't. I mean, if we're people of God, after all. Be still and know that I am God. If we all really believed that, it would change the way we treated Him, you know. It would. We would obey Him, for example. After all, He's God, and we're not. We would represent Him better. We would make a point to represent Him better. After all, He's God. We would live a, we would live with a healthy fear of God in a positive way. We would live with a deep love for God. So deep that we would never do anything to hurt Him or hurt His reputation. Be still and know that I am God. God's solution To a busy, hurried, overloaded life. Be still. Shh. Be still. Turn those things off. Shh. Be still. And know that I am God. The survey tells us that 65% of pastors... Can I tell you how much that hurts? 65% of pastors say that they are too busy (laughs) to know God better. I wonder if their congregations know that. See, that statistic haunts me. And it haunts me enough that by God's grace, I'm going to do something about it and I'm going to take as many men with me as I can find. Brothers and sisters, It's the secret place. Find it. Develop it. Live out of it. The secret place. Being still and knowing that He is God. There is a miracle in your future. That's right. There is a miracle in your future. A miracle from God. And it comes right out of the middle of that secret place where He's waiting for you. Shh. Be still and know that I am God. There was a pastor in a small congregation near the great Smoky Mountains that believed in and practiced prayer. The church had just built a new sanctuary. They were all excited about it. They were going to move in in two weeks. This land, extra land, had been willed to them by a member. They built a new sanctuary on it. Ten days before the new church was to be opened, a local building inspector informed the pastor that the parking lot was too small for the increased size of the building. The inspector said that until the church doubled the size of the parking lot, they would not be able to enter into the sanctuary or use the sanctuary. Unfortunately the church used every inch of the property that they could to build the church. Every inch, that is, except for the mountain that was part of their property. So to expand the parking lot, they would literally have to move a mountain. The next Sunday, the pastor explained to the people the situation. He announced that they would be meeting that evening with any member, with every member that had mountain-moving faith. Out of 300 members, about 24 showed up. That's about right. That's about right. They showed up, prayed for three hours, asking God to move that mountain. At the end of the prayer time, the pastor announced that by faith, they would open their new sanctuary next Sunday just as scheduled. God has answered prayer before. For us, He'll answer prayer again, the pastor proclaimed. The next day. Monday morning, pastor, about eight o'clock, was in his study working. There was a loud knock at the door. He went to the door of the church and there was this scruffy looking building contractor guy. He said, Excuse me, Reverend. I come from Acme Construction Company. We are building a new mall in the next county over. We need some filled dirt. Would you be willing to sell us a chunk of that mountain back there? We will pay for the dirt. We will remove it and pave all the exposed area free of charge. If we can have it right away. We can't do anything else at our project in the next county until we have dirt. So, Pastor, what do you say? The pastor gulped, tears welled up in his eyes, and said, You've got a deal. You see, needless to say, the church moved into their new sanctuary on time. What's the deal with that? Things happen when God's people pray. Things happen when God's people pray. Yes, God today still moves mountains. He still does. And He wants to, use, he wants to move yours this morning. Be still and know that I am God. Now, I know that there are people here, I know there are people here that are struggling with some serious, tough issues. In some cases, you've been praying about these things for months, maybe even years. And then I come along and say, you know, God moves mountains, pray, and the contractor comes and all that. It happens. But don't forget now, prayer, first and foremost is getting to know God. And all these other things are added to you. First, we know Him. That's our goal in prayer. Be still and know that I am God. Father, would you come and minister to the ones here this morning who are crying out in their soul, And some of them have been for many weeks, maybe months and years. Would you help them to know that you are God? Would you help them to be still in this moment and know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are God? You know where they are. You have wrapped your arms around them, or you want to, and you will guide them Through this dark valley that they're in, be still and know that I am God. As we sing, if you'd like to come and ask God to help you get this, be still in the 21st century and know that I am God. Come as we sing. Let's stand together.